Hi everyone, just a quick message from me before we get the episode started. Due to some unforeseen circumstances, we've had to make a edit and repost this episode. So some of the interviews that Karan conducted, uh, we'll have to temporarily remove them. They may come back later at some point, but still up in the air. Um, so if you hear us talking about nine interviews and hear only six, you know you know why this is happening. Uh, and if there's breaks in the middle, it doesn't feel like it's continuous. You know the reason for it again. Apologies for that, but hopefully you enjoy the rest of the episode. Thank you. The international game has me. The marks are not Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 85 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan! Episode number 85, Karan. Uh, let's let's get the formalities out of the way. Do you know how many players have worn jersey number 85 at all? Uh, who would choose 85 as a number? Please do tell. It's just one person ever. And he played for your Knicks as well, Baron Davis. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> An era that I'm sure to remember, the Baron Davis Knicks era. And that's exactly what I was going to ask you, but you, you, you filled it in right there. Uh, and of course, the 1985 finals is, is one of the legendary ones where the Lakers beat the Celtics. And it's, it's the Magic Johnson finals. I think that's the best way to summarize it. Yes. Uh, excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. So now that we've got all of that out of the way, um, let's let's talk about this episode being a, a bit of a different episode, a very special sort of episode where we don't have we don't have a single guest that we are interviewing as part of our special guest section. We're not even going to talk much about like Indian basketball news or anything else, and we are dedicating this entire episode to. Your trip to Mumbai and and your experience of the hashtag NBA India games. Uh, Yeah, well, what what is that like, Karan? I mean, first of all, just so you guys know, when Kaushik said we're not interviewing a single person, he's technically right. We are interviewing a lot of them. We're interviewing nine people who we all had, who I spoke to during various times on this trip, and uh, had the pleasure of like working with, writing about. Uh, Kaushik, I think we are we're heading towards sort of historic hoop dashing territory here. This this, this could be um, the, the, there is a very big episode on its way. Absolutely, absolutely. So obviously you you uh, you've already mentioned that we've spoken to about nine people, and I think the way we're going to do this episode is uh, we'll briefly talk about who Karan spoke to, and then we'll have the little live audio clip that Karan recorded when he was with them. And then we'll have a quick chat about uh, your, your conversation with, with the said uh, special guest. And, but I guess before all of that, Karan, what, what, what is the experience like? What, what is it like to finally see like an NBA game, even though it's a preseason game, we'll still call, we'll call it an NBA game, an NBA game in our motherland? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to put that into words, right? Like, I, I, we had been expecting this moment for a while, and this game was announced uh, in December. So mm-hmm. it's been 10 months since it was announced. Um, and we are recording this right now, so it's October 13th. So the game has been over for... Uh, or the se- it's been a week since the second game, I think, or eight yeah. days. So I finally have some time to sort of like sit and reflect and, uh, you know, feel this, like, the momentousness of this moment. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> that, happened in, that, took pe- that took place in Mumbai. 
the alliteration of it all. So um, it was pretty. It was pretty amazing to see all of this actually unfold in front of so many of us. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think I I tweeted this before the event. I was I, as much as I was looking forward to the game. I was equally excited about meeting people who have known either online or in person for a decade, maybe even more, who have been somehow related to basketball in India or interested in it. And in Mumbai, everybody was there. So it, it really was like a mela of events. Um, it was a it was a large convention of meeting so many different kinds of people who have uh, contributed to basketball in India, who followed basketball in India, people who have followed my work, people who have listened to this podcast, like uh, you know, interacting with them in person. It was really cool. Um, meeting writers, meeting. NBA players, of course, and you know people who are um, uh, NBA owners speaking to the commissioner. You know, there were, so much of this took place over this uh, this like crazy week that it's it, it'll take me a long time to to really sort of uh, wrap my head around and remember all the tiny details. But I'm glad we're doing this podcast because it's a good way to sort of get some structure into into that into the historic week. Really, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I was. I was uh, definitely fraught with envy when I was seeing all your tweets and Instagram photos and everything else with with all sorts of people. And you're absolutely right. It's like a the celebration of of the event being there, and it, it's a bit of a reunion of everybody sort of related to um, basketball and NBA in India. And it was really really awesome to see, uh, especially like on social media from you and and, and all of the other uh, guys that we've had on on Hoop Dushan before multiple times, which. We'll speak about in, in in a couple of minutes, but uh, I I feel like out of all the play all the players and uh, and important people that you met, uh, we have to start with we have to start with a bit of a bang. Like I I don't know if you expected to chat to this person at all, uh, or if I ever thought that we'll mention and speak to this person on a hoop session podcast. But I, I, don't don't you think it's it's appropriate that we start with uh, with your interview with Jason Williams at AKA White Chocolate, AKA the greatest elbow passer in, in the history of the world. Um, I, I still can't believe you had a chance to speak to Jason Williams. It's it's crazy. Now, uh, I, I had a faint idea that he was going to be in Mumbai. Mm-hmm. But um, so I was working with uh, a company that is hired by the NBA to do like the media and filming work. Mm-hmm. So, I knew I would be at all these events and I would might have, have an opportunity to see these people but it was crazy to have the opportunity to actually speak with him to 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 record with him for Hoop Darshan and uh, and he just ended up being this super nice guy I, 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 he was a guest throughout the week but I met him at the NBA Academy uh, India Women's Program uh, and he was there like it was really funny he, he, he went to the girls he told them uh, how, uh, how he does the elbow pass he taught them, you know, he, he was giving this ad- girls advice on like, you know, you should get good grades, which everyone found really hilarious because like, <laughs> no one really, people are pretty sure that Jason Williams himself didn't get, he was, uh, he was just having, having a ball of a time. He, you know, he was very congenial, s- said yes to everybody who wanted to have a photo with him, everyone wanted, who wanted to chat with him, shake his hand, wh- whoever wanted autographs. So it was crazy, and you know what's funny about Jason Williams is that I I don't know if people who got into basketball, like maybe a f- even a few years after us, mm-hmm. like let's just say people who got into the game, maybe even from the mid two thousands onwards, you know, 
I don't think they realize like how much of a cult figure this guy was is you know like I I could have spoken to maybe an all star player like maybe if I had time with like say a Victor Oladipo or uh, I don't know throw me a random all star from this generation who's who's maybe a very exciting player um, I would still be maybe an Anthony Davis even you know. I, but the child in me would be more excited to actually speak to Jason Williams because he's shaped so much of the way I tried to play basketball and failed <laughs> when I was young. Because we all wanted to do the fancy dribble, do the fancy passes. Like he never became an all star, but he he was an icon, you know. So it was crazy that he was in India, that he was that I got to speak with him. By the end of this interview, you will hear like I drop a surprise on him because uh, one of my close friends uh, from NBA in China was actually. Jason Williams's college teammate, and they also go way back. So I bring that up to him, and it's like it's it's kind of like a nice ending there. So um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know, I don't know if you definitely don't want to hear me anymore. I think I think the white chalk should take it away now. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Without further ado, let's listen to Karen's little interview with Jason Williams. So I'm here with the one and only white chalk Jason Williams. Welcome to India. How are you doing? Oh man, thanks. I'm glad to be here, bro. India is, is, is I've only been here a day or two, but it's been great to me so far. So day or two, and they bring you straight out to the court. You're already like giving your in India we call it gyan, which means you know the lessons. You're already imparting your lessons to to young young kids in India. Like how is that? How is it different from you? Like you've obviously. Played with young or work with young people in the states in China. Is it any different the process? You know, I, I, I don't think so. Just the language barrier. That's about okay. the only thing. You know, yeah. I mean, these kids that, that are at these type of camps and, and schools and things like that, they're they're here to get better, and they and they love basketball just like I did when I was a kid. So, yeah. so it, it's pretty easy sharing my knowledge. I, I think yeah. I feel I feel kind of obligated to share my knowledge to kids that really want to get better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no matter where we are in the world. So one of the hallmarks of your Your personal game was your creativity, and like I think you might be one of the most creative players of all time in, in NBA history. Where did that come from? Like, wh- what was it in when you were younger playing ball that that made you so different to everyone else playing ball? Oh, I, like I said earlier, a little bit earlier, I, I think I was so small, you know, growing up, I couldn't really get my shot off mm-hmm. because it would get blocked all the time. Yeah. But but I just had to learn other ways to be to be able to get on the floor, whether it be pick up or, or just in the streets, you know. So. So, like I told her earlier, I didn't really work on my shooting. It was all about creativity and being able to get get past my guy and hit, and hit the next guy for the shot. So, I mean, like I grew up on, you know, watching you as a rookie with the Kings in the first few years, and I mean, just the entire career really. But but it was so electrifying uh, how you took over the league from the very beginning, and it impacted me growing up in India or like a lot of my friends to this level, which I don't think you would have even imagined, right? Like Correct. back then. Um, So I mean that's this is a two part. Right? Like the first thing is like, how does that make you think about the NBA's global impact that's had on like random kids 20 years ago to to whatever you, you you're playing the game you love, you know, and the impact you you're having around the world. Yeah, I like I tell my friend that travels with me, Nick. He travels with me all the time when when I go to to, to different countries like like I'm doing here in India. But, but I, I don't I don't I don't I don't really see that. You know, I, I never really really imagine people. All the way here in India or mm-hmm. in China, like mm-hmm. being my fan. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just. But but basketball is just like it's kind of like a bridge for like cultural exchange. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. it, once you get between those lines, that you respect anybody. I don't care if you're Indian, mm-hmm. if you're African, if you're Russian, if you're whatever. Yeah. Basketball is basketball, and, and if you know how to play and, and, and respect the game, 
everyone's going to respect you. Yeah. Um, so you obviously, uh, now you, you play for the Kings, you play for Memphis, you, you won a championship with the Heat. And you've, every, at least like these three franchises for sure, you've left like a real impact. Because like the Kings was like, everyone remembers the highlights. Memphis, you had so many of your career highs in Memphis. And then of course you won a title in Miami. What would you say was, in your opinion, the, the best time of, of playing basketball? In your oh, man, I mean, I have to pick 06 winning a championship was yeah. probably the best basketball. I mean, that's what it's all about, yeah. winning a championship. But, yeah. but I, probably, you know, I had a lot of fun in Thank Sacramento. You. That's where it started. Thank you. Thank you. That's where it all started, you know, yeah. um, in, in Sacramento. And, and like you said, that when people think of White Chocolate or, or Jason Williams, they think of Sacramento, I think. And now the Kings are in India playing a game. Like how, again, to me that's surreal because as, as I said, like growing up, it almost felt like you guys were a galaxy away from like the rest of us, you know, like the NBA would never be in India. How does it make you feel that there's actually a game taking place in India this weekend? Uh, I think it's great. I, I think it just, it just goes, goes to show what, what Adam Silver and the NBA is all about. You know, mm-hmm. they're about making it global, making this, this sport global. And the NBA is just like, I mean, I, I don't want to sound biased or anything like that, but, but the NBA is like one of the probably the best organization in it the is. world. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. because just not, not even talking about the money that they raise mm-hmm. or make or anything. This mm-hmm. this the stuff that they do with that money. Mm-hmm. Like you said here in India. I mean, yeah. who would have ever thought that, that Adam Silver would be dumping these, I don't even know what he's doing, but I'm sure he's dumping yeah, some money yeah, yeah, here yeah, 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 yeah. for these basketball courts and these kids like this. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. that just goes, goes to show you what type of uh, uh, organization the NBA is. Just, yeah. just, just for having girls like this right here. So, your first time in India, as you said, is there anything you had a preconceived notion of? Anything you want to try? Anything you're looking forward to being here? Um, I just, you know, I, I like going to different places to see the culture, just to see how you, how you guys live here and, yeah. and, and, and what you guys do. And I think us as Americans, we take a lot of stuff for granted in, in America, you know, just, just throughout life, you know. Mm-hmm. And here, you guys, a lot of people aren't, aren't as fortunate as a lot of people are in America, so... Anytime that I can come in and give back anything mm-hmm. to, to such great people like, like you guys, it's, it's, I'll be on board. So last thing, I kind of want to surprise you. I'm sure you remember Greg Stolt, Florida. Of I was just with him last time I was in China. So Greg, I used to work in China for oh. Slam China okay. in Beijing. And Greg was my best friend for like really? three or four years in, God, in Beijing. Man. He and I have had like... So I don't was, believe any of those stories he told you about me. I, I would say the same thing if you ever told these <laughs> stories about me because like... He and I have had some adventures in, in Beijing. So I'm like one of the coolest, nicest guys oh, of all time. He's, like, he's the same way every time you meet yeah, him. Every yeah, time yeah, you yeah, talk yeah. To him. He's yeah. great. So I mean, I, it's so I remember you guys came. This is back in 2012. You came in one of these like NBA All Stars like trip with Alan Iverson was okay, there. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's when he told me, like, he told me all about you, that you guys, like, used to ball back in the day. And, all like, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my buddy right there. So, so uh, tell me something about Greg. That like maybe safe for work if you wanted uh, to be, but but that maybe people don't know. Do you know? This might get him in trouble a little bit. Do you That's watch? Fine. Do you watch um, football at all? Like American football? I know of it. Like yeah. Aaron Andrews, you know Aaron. So I, you know, I know that story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so but yeah, yeah, he yeah. told you that that was his girl. No, yeah. his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I knew about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. But that's great. I mean, you guys, uh, you guys go way back too. Oh, way yeah, back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jason, oh, for man, giving me your you. time. It was great seeing you. Thank you, bro. And uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of the trip in me India. Me too. I appreciate yeah. it. I will for sure. That was amazing, Karan. I still, like I said, I still can't believe that you had a chance to speak to him, and it was such a such a fun interview. Um, 
and I don't know, I don't know if we can top this, but we have we have eight more people that that you've spoken to. We'll speak about. But before before any of that, Karan, um, why don't you tell me about I guess like the rough schedule that you had? Uh, what are the different events that you went to? What are the different events that were part of this entire spectacle? So there was something happening in Mumbai, like pretty much all week leading up to this game, mm-hmm. all over the place. You know, um, they had this. Reliance Foundation program for uh, like uh, in, uh, sort of encouraging young girls to play basketball. Uh, where of course I ran into our good friend, one of the best friends of the podcast, Vanya, which will will be introduced very soon as well. Um, there the, the, there were programs like the NBA Academy program that I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. I ran into Sean Jayachandran of Crossover. His him his whole team was there doing camps in Mumbai. um they were all kinds of dinners and parties like you know the nba nba academies uh, young players both boys and girls teams were there and then we you know held a major event for them i met troy justice again who's again full time hoop darshan mvp was there it was just uh, I, i think i already mentioned like it was it was a mela you know of course uh, a couple of like our close friends who have followed indian basketball for as long as you and i have kaushik you know there's a lot of fans now but very few fans who go decades back like we do. Yeah. So uh, shout out to Jonathan Rego who was there Akshay Manwani was there. You know of course I'm I'm Ahmed Bolin Bay's uh, Ashwin out there. So like it was it was such a great mix of um you know uh old fans new fans and, and m- moving on to I guess the next set of events where you spoke to people um possibly just like one person in this in this event here. So this is the NBA basketball school event that you also uh, went to. Yeah yeah so this was um, they held a small coaching clinic um, you know as part of the NBA basketball school uh where Pacers legend Detlef Shrev was in, was there as a special guest and you know it was an outdoor court he got mobbed it was really cool um so Troy Justice was there too who you know I'm working on hopefully getting on a podcast sometime in the future Troy if you're listening shout out forever for supporting basketball in india you are the you know i call him the, the guru godfather of of nba india mm-hmm. he was he, he and i met he he likes to tell this story over and over again and like it's very flattering to me but you know he is he is the real godfather he and i met like 10 years ago when he basically hadn't met anyone in nba india mm-hmm. and uh, we talked about where basketball stands in this country and where it can go and it was it just felt we just felt so like like what are we even talking about it, it felt so abstract So for me, for him to be there um and like basically in the same arena where like I got to speak to him on on the day that actually a game was played in India it it, it was just fascinating like we we are both very emotional to sort of see how far it, the moment has come um so also at this event before we get to that left this this is sort of like a slight tangent mm-hmm. was the actress Neetu Chandra I don't know if you do you know who she is I have no idea who this is So Neetu Chandra was an actress who was kind of famous like end of the last decade she's still you know in- Instagram famous mm-hmm. and um, she was a big basketball fan a player when she was younger she played basketball for in the state nationals she played uh, and she's also like a taekwondo black belt i think or some kind of martial arts black belt wow. so big baller like you know there's a lot of celebrities who like claim to be you know yeah 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 into basketball cost run vijay but like <laughs> but she definitely is like knows her shit so she was at this event and like i was like immediately into recruitment mode i was like okay neetu we need to get you on like uh, so troy uh, introduced me to her and i was like we need to get you on hoop darshan yesterday let's make this happen yeah um 
you know, I think her uh, her agent did not feel the same enthusiasm about Hoop Darshan that she did. I'm calling her out right now. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but I'm going to keep working on it. And hopefully, uh, Neetu can be a guest one day because she knows her stuff. She very fa- like, my favorite role of her was in uh, Oi Lucky Lucky Oi. I don't know if you've seen the movie. She plays Abhid Deol's love interest in that. So, yeah. Excellent. That was another sort of seed planted for a future interview at this event. But the big star, of course, was Detlef Schrempf. Who flew in and uh, turned out to be this just super nice guy, uh, you know, like a, he, he was a, he's the prequel to um, Dirk Nowitzki as the great affable German star in the league, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I can't believe you, you not just spoke to you know one NBA legend in their own right in Jason Williams, but another one here, uh, which is just fantastic. I don't know again if you if you thought this was going to happen, but uh, must have been stoked to have a chance to interview that list. Of course. So, like this, he to me. Um, I mean, I know he he was there as, as the quote unquote Pacers legend, mm-hmm. but I always associated him, associated him with the Sonics teams. Gary yeah. Payton, Sean Kemp. I really love those teams. Gary Payton was my favorite player growing up. So um, I snuck in a little question about that too, but uh, the rest is you know pretty standard stuff here. Excellent. Let's listen to your interview with Detlef Schrempf. So I'm here with NBA great Detlef Schrem. Thank you for joining me on the Hoop Dushin podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, a little jet lag, but uh, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be here. How long was the flight? Do you fly, fly direct? Uh, no, I flew from Seattle to uh, Dubai yeah. and then uh, just got in here a couple hours ago. And they bring you to the court straight away. Like, you're just no, no time to chill. Back That's with- what we do. Yeah. We, we love getting on the basketball court. We love, uh, you know, we love the passion. We love uh, kids working at it. So it's a lot of fun. So, now, the NBA is hosting such an important event for the very first time. You have, you're obviously one of the pioneering international players in the league. And you have seen in your, like, pro career, the way the game has grown from being a smallish league uh, game for the international level to now becoming to this, you know, in so many different countries, basketball is so huge now. What, is, what do you see in India that, that could help uh, basketball grow as a sport here? Well, I think they've had a great history of being successful in sports, right? When you look at you know, soccer and cricket and so forth, that they have enough people that are athletic and play sports. They've just never been exposed to basketball. Yeah. So hopefully with us uh, coming here and starting these schools um, and the after-school programs and having a basketball academy, that more kids will, you know, maybe play basketball. Maybe they play soccer, but maybe they also play basketball. Maybe they play cricket, but also yeah. play basketball. And I think the more that we'll play, the more we'll find success. And then it only takes one to uh, you know get you on the map. You know, it's the first guy kind of from Europe, first German in the league. And, uh, you know, you have an Indian player that got drafted, I think, last yep. year. So if you have one that sticks around and makes the league, it uh, goes a long ways to helping the grassroots program. Now, you were the first German player ever to make the NBA Finals. You played with the Supersonics back in those days. What are your memories of that team, of, of, of the Gary Payton, Sean Campbell teams that, that went that far, that almost upset the Bulls? Uh, we had a great stretch. You know, I played for a Sonics team that won average 60 wins a season for five years. So we, uh, we won a lot of games and we had a lot of fun. Um, you know, we expected to win every day. And when you, when you know you have a chance to win every night, it's basketball is a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, my last question is, the NBA India Games, a historic event happening for the very first time in this country. What do you hope will be the impact of these games on the future of, of basketball in India? Well, like I said earlier, I think they just want more children to uh, get excited about trying it out. And obviously, 
Uh, the NBA is, is uh, making a really concerned effort of uh, providing the proper coaching, uh, you know, not just bringing coaches here from all over the world, but also teaching coaches how to properly teach basketball. And with that, you, know, uh, you just want the kids to have fun. And when they have fun and they're active and they have a little success, and hopefully you know, some of them will get to that level where they can compete internationally. Thank you very much for your time. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week in Mumbai. For sure. And uh, hopefully the games will be big too. All right. Thank uh, take you. care. Thanks. All right. Appreciate it. Obviously, after this is when I guess the, it was getting closer and closer towards the game. There must have been uh, practices and stuff like that where you, you, you went to the previous day. Uh, what was what was media access and everything like? Because the one thing I always wondered was, um, obviously, like it, it is the first time NBA is holding an event in India, and yeah, uh, if I had to guess, it it would be run really badly. But I don't know. What 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 did you think? No, they they did a great job. They um, so I, I I have done NBA media day in you know in China mm-hmm. in the US you know All Star Weekend. So I sort of had a brief idea of how. You know, like the the NBA practice of things, mm-hmm. and uh, they were able to translate that very well at the arena in Mumbai. So uh, this was at the NSCI Dome where the games would be held. So the day before all the games was the media day where both teams came out to, for practice, and they left some part of the practice open, some part was closed. So the Kings came first, uh, and after the Kings practice, then you know the players were available. So Luke Walton and Buddy Hield and De'Aaron Fox and all of these guys, you know. Martin Bagley, and then after that was like a small clinic for uh, the NBA Academy players, and then then we moved on to the Pacers uh, media huddle. So Sabonis, Victor Oladipo, Miles Turner, these guys were available, and it ended with the Pacers practice. So that's how this sort of book ended it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty well done, I would say. And uh, I don't know if you saw. So I I had tweeted before, like on my way to this event. Yeah. That I, I knew a lot of. It, Indian media who show up to this event are usually uh, sports journalists who don't know anything about basketball. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Because there are no specialists except for like two or three of us in the country, right? Yeah, and, uh, and we we bantered about this a little bit, uh, saying that how many yawning questions will we see? How many uh, how many of these like really random? You know, you shouldn't yeah. ask this, but you still ask it yeah. sort of questions. Yeah. So so I so I had like made that joke tweet and then you know of course you uh, <laughs> you shouted me out the Yao Ming thing, which I like I like to call hashtag Yao Sing. Um, <laughs> so so apparently like a lot of people saw that tweet who were who like were on their way to the event because because uh, Jamie Alter retweeted it and he's like pretty well connected with the media. Yeah. Um, so what ended up happening was that. A lot of people came to me and talked about it, like other media from other, like you know, yeah. uh, media houses, like First Post or whoever, like uh, Scroll or whoever else was there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it turned out nobody asked the Yao Ming question, or at least I didn't hear it. Wow, least, I, wherever I, I was. I don't know. The takeaway to this is like, is Indian basketball media a little bit more advanced than we thought, or are you more popular than uh, anybody else thought? I would yeah. say Jamie Alter is. <laughs> I think that's the takeaway. No, but I would also say it's like. I think it's somewhere in the middle. I would say uh, they are a bit more advanced, but there were a few journalists who were asking, like, who clearly had no clue who was in front of them. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there was this particular woman from said unnamed media house uh, who would uh, ask the same question to every player, like something just very specific. But oh, 
what's your time in india what is your experience you would or something really like boring and yeah. like generic yeah but um but whatever it's it was it was better than i imagined it to be were there any questions about indian food there were a lot of questions about indian food and you know every, people who you know some some players had had indian food before some players were trying it out now mm-hmm. it, it was really not something i remembered off the top of my head yeah uh No one obviously said butter chicken. Otherwise, that would have been the that might have been, been definitely at this point. Def- definitely would have been in your head. <laughs> it would have been in my <laughs> head. Um, I think one of the the most fun takeaways from this was Luke Walton, mm-hmm. uh, Kings coach slash. I would say Laker. Should I call him Laker legend? Does he count as a legend? I think so. If you win a title, you're a legend. Okay, Laker legend slash Kings coach Luke Walton um, was asked about India, and he he randomly told like out of nowhere, he said. Oh yeah, my mom comes to India all the time with my aunt, wow. and like apparently his aunt is part of like some ashram in Colorado, and so mom and auntie come here for like their yoga stuff, which is not that surprising considering we know Bill Walton and his history with like yeah. quote unquote alternative lifestyles. Yeah. I was just gonna say it's not that it's not that out there considering Bill Walton. Uh, no, that's amazing. Uh, but obviously, out of out of all these people you spoke to here, they've got a few interviews lined up, but. Um, let's let's talk about your your time or your interview with Domantas Sabonis. Obviously, um, someone who who is a very very promising player and who had a reasonably good World Cup outing as well, even though his team probably didn't. Um, yeah. And and I know just before before the in- India games, he said in some sort of interview that like he's really looking forward to the trip, but like in in an ideal world, he'd rather not go. But yeah. that's that's mostly because I guess like he's had a jam packed schedule. Is that a crazy summer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so what what was uh, he uh, chatting to him like? So he th- this is the longest interview, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it basically like this is the interview we had worked on. We had a chance to, you know, ask for one player f- for a longer time, mm-hmm. and uh, he's the one that we had, and. Uh, he, He, I, I'm. I was actually. I came out very impressed by him. Like he's very, um, like I. I think he showed signs of, like a quiet confidence that that he knows how much he's improved and how like you know, mm-hmm. uh, how much he's about to unleash. I guess of his skills on on the NBA. Um, so yeah, he. We talk about a bunch of things. We obviously talk about the the trip to India and the change in schedules and all that. But then we go deep into. Coping without Oladipo and looking forward to the new season. So I think specifically for uh, Pacers fans and Pacers bloggers and like the 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 Pacers side of things, this is probably going to be the most like informative conversation. Excellent stuff. Let's listen to your interview with Demantas Sabonis. So I'm here with Demantas Sabonis, forward, big man, center. What's what's your position? How would you define yourself for the Pacers? Power forward, center. You know, yeah, yeah. Depending on the day, uh, coaches uh, switch up the matchup. So, just arrived in Delhi yesterday, I think. How has been the first, whatever, less than 24 hours so far? Uh, it, it's been a lot of fun, you know. Um, uh, I feel like uh, we came in yesterday, got in a good practice, um, got as much sleep as, as as we could last night, and yeah. uh, we're just excited uh, to get going, you know. And, um, I think everybody really wants to start playing games now, so it's going to be awesome to do it here in front of this crowd. So, how is the, how how is the how is that for you? Like you guys are so used to having a very strict, sort of disciplined uh, workouts and disciplined shoot arounds. You know, like I'm sure every day at practice you have a certain routine you go to, right? And then you have something disruptive like flying to India, mm-hmm. and then doing it in a different country, yeah. different environment. Like, does that mess up your routine? Like, how do you cope with that? Um, you know. Um, It, 
it definitely changes things, but mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say it messes up. Uh, you just got to adapt as a professional. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of times last year where buses are late, weather, weather conditions, uh, flight times change, and, and you just got to adapt, you know, to the situation. Mm-hmm. Players get hurt. You got to come in early, you know, so... Um, I think it's uh, I think it's good, you know. Um, we just need to be professionals, uh, take take care of business, and uh, that's the most important thing. But at the same time, uh, we want to enjoy enjoy uh, this trip and uh, immerse ourselves in the in the culture. Now, you of course have a very international outlook, right? You're uh, and you you played in Malaga, I yes, think, it's, yeah. uh, for a while. So, um, and, and so, do you follow Spanish basketball still closely? Oh uh, yeah, of Is course. That, yeah. yeah. How, how, what was the reaction when they won the World Cup? But you were you uh, rooting for them? Were you like? Uh, yeah, of course. You know, yeah. um, Spain is is like my second home. You know, yeah. I, I, I grew up there my whole life. Yeah. So I'm um, seeing them uh, win. Uh, it's awesome. You know, I, I was there. I was I was living there when they won in 2006. Okay. So um, you know, Spain's always a favorite. You know, you can never count them out. Uh, they have uh, great talented players every year, and uh, they all. They only get better. So, was it a surprise for you how the FIBA World Cup, how, how, it, how it turned out? I mean, it's not just the fact that the U.S. got knocked out early, but the finalists, Spain, Argentina, and kind of an older team too, right? Um, not really, you know. In these tournaments, um, the ones with the it's not usually the ones with the most talent. It's mm-hmm. the ones with the most experience uh, that know how to how to play in these games. Uh, FIBA is a very different uh, different game. Um, so yeah, um, not really. You know, uh, you have your top teams, your favorites that could make it but um, in these tournaments there's always surprises you know um, so if the team's not playing at 100% um, um, stuff stuff like this happens Now how has this summer been for you personally where have you seen improvements in your own game whether it's something mental whether it's something physical where have you seen improvements in yourself I think there's improvements overall in my game everywhere you know I I feel I feel more more confident in everything I do Um, that's a very big part of basketball I think and yeah, just uh, being able to guard fours, guard fives, you know, uh, be quicker on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, that's been a big, a big part of my summer. Going to this, the season forward, you guys have always done a really good job, like remaining competitive in the East. Uh, again, like we don't know what's going to be Victor's situation, how long he'll be out, and do you feel that extra pressure to kind of steady the ship, carry the things forward while he's he's out? Um, yeah, of course. You know, um, Victor's a big, a, a big part of our team. You know, um, and. Uh, Obviously, as, as as players and uh, teammates, uh, we're gonna do our job and try and win as many as many games as we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, st- still, still be competitive in the East. And uh, when he comes back, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna um, we're gonna open our arms and uh, let him come in slowly. You know, because who knows how he's gonna come back? You know, obviously we, we wish the best for him, but you know, s- sometimes it takes a while to. Uh, get used to that uh, game tempo mm-hmm. but uh, we're confident with Vic um, it's going to be a quick adaptation and uh, he's going to be ready to uh, to compete with us So we started talking uh, with the fact that you know your, your position is kind of undefined in a way um, when you were younger you were sort of known as like a very hard-nosed rebounder right like your numbers were like off the hook back then and then you've had to kind of step a little bit outside as become a better shooter as well so how do you feel the future of basketball evolving in that way, in, in how like a lot of big men have had to add so many more skills to the game? I feel like nowadays, uh, like, like you said, uh, the, especially in big men, it's changing. Uh, they're all becoming power forwards that can shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, we call it a point forward. They can get the rebound, bring the ball up, you know, find their teammates, make them better. Um, and I feel like at the same time, uh, on offense and defense, you gotta you got to improve because at the same time, you got to defend players like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I, th- I think it's better for the game. It makes it more interesting, and it just brings a lot more talent. 
who's been the tougher toughest guy for you to guard like so far in the league the toughest the, guy yeah there's a lot you know yeah, yeah there's a lot of guys that are very talented and good in this league um couldn't even tell you one off the bat now you know okay. there's many okay yeah. um so let's talk about india a little bit like um i'm assuming this is your first time yes first time so uh did, did did you have any idea about what basketball is like in india or anything like that did you have any any knowledge of that beforehand uh, not really not okay really. um and and the nba like they're doing something super historic here like this is the first time they're holding a game in india they've been doing the china games every year they've been doing games in a few other countries um india is still i would say like relatively a new market even though we've been playing basketball for 60 70 years our national team is not very good we don't have any players in the pros i think one indian was drafted um, he never got to play um how do you feel a moment like this can impact in the future of the game in india i think it's big you know um um i feel like uh, both teams are excited to be here you know mm-hmm. it's fun um it's i feel like it's going to be two great games mm-hmm. that atmosphere is great uh, mm-hmm. you guys are hosting us like if we were kings here so you mm-hmm. know um, it's amazing and this is only going to make teams uh, want to come more and for the market everybody loves basketball here in india you know yeah. uh, we saw we saw a bunch of kids a bunch of fans they're all excited to see us so i feel like this is just the beginning uh, to open even a bigger door so this is only a preseason game as they would say but uh, and so so you must usually go into preseason games with like a different mentality because it's mm-hmm. i think usually used to sort of play yourself into form mm-hmm. but you're going to be in, a, in an environment with people who have never seen nba action before and they're yeah. going to expect something big so how do you like balance that out the your both uh, sides of the brain you know what i mean you know as basketball players we're we're competitive and mm-hmm. no matter if it's a preseason game or not you know uh, mm-hmm. i feel like players want to win mm-hmm. um at the same time it's preseason so you know you got to be careful you know injuries whatever um, yeah. just uh, take it easy but at the same time we just want to have fun you know and that's the main thing if we have fun um it's going to be a good game My last question is what do you feel what is your personal goal to accomplish for both for yourself and for your team by the end of the season Personal goal is win as many games as possible you know uh, that's 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 always the number one thing you know um, the better the team does the, the better it is for everybody so the more games we can win the further we can go in the playoffs that's uh, that will make our year Thank you very much Thomas thanks for uh, obviously you you spoke to a couple of others in this place as well um both former guests of of hope session one of them multiple times um one of our favorite people to have on the podcast uh nba india nba plus india whatever combination of it you want to you want to create an expert uh, a legend in his own right akshay manwani uh, what was it like to to i guess have you guys met in person before yeah 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 so every yeah. time i go down to mumbai i make sure that akshay and i catch for catch up for a drink yeah as you may be notice about me this is sort of a trend with me <laughs> like this is how, <laughs> um yeah no akshay and i have hung out quite a lot and it was crazy because we were sitting court side not court side but like basically nearby to the court mm-hmm. watching the practice and to- and recording a hoop dash interview and like i actually just went on professionally and akshay stopped me and said like karan do you realize what's happening like nba players are in front of us and we're talking about the game <laughs> so akshay actually got to sit court side mm-hmm. while he commentated both the games in hindi uh akshay got to meet larry bird and uh and, and it was a hell of, he he's him him rip akshay um <laughs> he's living happily ever after so um yeah so i spoke to akshay manwani and fo- followed up right after him we uh, we can in- introduce her too we i spoke to redma patak another former guest on hoop darshan she's of course famous for uh hosting the nba around the hoop show uh, on sony 6 
and then she really blew up into the mainstream because she went you know uh, was one of the anchors at the cricket world cup in england so but before she got that big she was with us so of course uh, she she gave us her valuable time too so a couple of broadcasters often be in india meeting them in person while the practice is going on it was a lot of fun akshay malmani and followed quickly after ridhima patak back on hub darshan one of our all time favorite guests one of our all time best friends akshay malmani how are you doing i'm doing great but l- let me let me just share this with our listeners that you know this is historic because we are basically watching the indiana team doing their warm up exactly. and exactly. they're actually sitting like exactly. like literally let's say 10 feet away from them and uh, watching them akshay and i have been talking about nba for like a decade to a each decade, other yeah. and now we in front of an actual nba players yes just like playing and and we are talking to each other it's what's I, going on it's hard to believe you right? know i have pinched myself a couple of times ever since i came here to the nsci dome today uh, I, I, it's like every time i saw i, I saw peya stoyakovic i saw uh, bloody diva i saw yeah, yeah. nate mcmillan now yeah, yeah. some of the guys who are playing in the contemporary nba malcolm brogdon demonta yeah, yeah. sabonis it, it's like i it's can't crazy. yeah miles turner is here this can't be happening to me that's what i keep right, telling yeah. myself i and like um the sounds you guys hear in the background are nba players huffing and puffing yes, and shouting at each other malcolm brogdon's there demonta sabonis plays some good defense yeah. um so akshay like you know a lot of people have talked to um they've said they're excited about these games theek yes. but i don't think there's anyone in this country who can relate to that word excited when uh, that, like, how i feel than you You're okay. the only one who can like the mo- the meaning of being excited for this game. Absolutely. Like it's we, we we are at the next level right now. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You know, uh, in fact, it, it was one of my joys to meet Troy Justice, who's also sitting just right oh, behind one, us. One of the greats. One yeah. One of the greats too. You know, who is kind of built this NBA baby into something real and bigger than I, I call what him, it is today. I call him the guru slash OG Godfather yeah. of, of Indian NBA. Yeah. So so it's like it's it. I, I you've said it. Exactly. exactly that you know when you when you see someone like a troy justice and where we were when we first started yeah. we couldn't even imagine at that time we you know just the fact that we were writing for nba.com was a big thing mm. we got a couple of games on television that was a big thing mm. today we are spoiled for games yeah, yeah. we can watch it on N- nba league pass you can pick up whatever game you want to watch it's not just restricted to what's been shown on television yeah, yeah yeah you have players coming in i think you yourself have written done a, done a history of all the players who visited yeah. india So and now there's a game happening uh, in front of us. Mm-hmm. This might become a regular affair. We don't know we that. We hope so. We yeah. hope so. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying this is now happening. Yeah, you yeah. know, we are in that moment. We were in the past. We were thinking this would happen someday in the future. Yeah. That future is us now. The future is here. Yeah. And live from the NSCI Dome Court, where NBA action is taking place right in front of us, I'm here with the great Ritima Patak. Ritima, how are you doing? I am. Uh, I wish I could. put it in words how i'm doing this is like a dream come true man you right, thought right hosting three seasons of it in one day right i'll right. be hosting it from the court so you will actually be on court with uh, manas i think and you guys will be like talking to nba players you'll be hyping this game up this historic game up for like the whole world really right like, like i mean i'm sure you're getting goosebumps just thinking about it absolutely i mean uh, when they're telling us the ro the run mm. the rundown that mm. we call in our yeah. uh, programming language you know it's just like any other show yeah. but then you have to think about it like any other show but it isn't any yeah, other yeah, show yeah. you've got the who's who 
all over the world coming in and then I'm going to be doing flash interviews with the NBA players yeah. and that is what I'm going to get goosebumps for. First yeah, of all, yeah, they're yeah. going to be so tall. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking how am I going to holding get the mic up. Haha. Yeah, I'm just going to ask them how's the air up there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the first question I'm going to ask them but it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned that okay, you started three years ago, I think. Three uh, seasons. Three yeah. seasons ago. And even when you started, like as much as hype was coming to the game, it must have still felt like to you like okay i'm doing a niche thing in a way like i'm doing something which has uh, dedicated fans in india but it's a growing thing right so but so quickly from that point on you're suddenly now witnessing and be action in india in front of you like I, I, i'm i i'm driving into mumbai there's holdings everywhere yeah. of the players it's it's a real it is a real like i had never thought so i thought that i'll have to go to the us to actually host one yeah. game i never thought that it would happen right in my backyard yeah 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 you know, literally and be in, in our backyard. backyard so yeah. i didn't know that this was what is going to happen and yeah. that's the reason why it's surreal that nba has actually come to india yeah 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 to the city where i host all the other nba games it's pretty much happening in mumbai so yeah that is something else so uh, do you have any favorites in these two teams you're, you're allowed to say it's okay yeah yeah sure <laughs> i think i'll go with the kings with the kings yeah, yeah. for it's, the simple reason uh is it What's the simple reason? Vivek. Vivek. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I actually felt because um, I was trying to translate the Hindi names for the teams. Okay. So the Kings is easy. Sacramento, Raja. They actually put it on the court. Hindi, Hindi. But the Pacers, I could not find anything. I'm like googling. So the Pacers Hindi में था तेज से चलने वाला घोड़ा. Like it was very. So, so I decided to call them the Indiana Tays. Just, just Tays. Okay. Not just the speedy team. You know. Yeah. But uh, but that's a good choice to take based yeah. on Vivek. My last question is: You, of course, had a very busy summer. You like are become a nationwide known face for all the work you did with the Cricket World Cup. Thank you. And you've been doing a lot more work with cricket. But I'm hoping we can steal you back to basketball with this. You don't have to steal me back. Yeah. Basketball is always going to be there, right? And especially since I become the first girl in the country yeah. to host the NBA that's and right. to host the NBA live games. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to let that. दर्शन Like, have a few things to say about him, both positive, negative. But he's definitely a character out there. Um, and this is this is of course the second time you spoke to King's owner Vivek Ranadive, who is um, who is is quite a character. I'm I'm sure it must have been amazing to to talk to him, especially in the context of, I guess this this thing where he was probably at the center of it all. Look, I mean, uh, I I was lucky to talk to him. This was just, you know, maybe just a three-minute conversation, but I had been planning it for months. Mm-hmm. I had been like emailing people, firestorming. This was very unexpected uh, for me to get access to speak to him one-on-one. But but it was great. Like we we got to speak, and he. Uh, I I've since wrote an article about this interview, but if you guys want to find that too, but you know, just hear it. It's better. You hear his own voice. You feel the arena in this on hoop darshan, right? Uh, this. So this is the day before this historic game, and he—you're right. It's part of his efforts that made it possible. Do you, do you do you remember all those years ago when he was, he 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 made his prediction that he wants to make a preseason game to India, and um, 
you know, I was very not pessimistic, but I was just like, okay, we, but we're not ready yet. Yeah. Um, and five years later, here we are. We we were ready, and he made it happen. So, um, shout out to Vivek for first of all, like being an Indian owning an NBA team. Like I don't think we talk about the gravity of that enough. Yeah. This guy is born in Mumbai, and he's like obviously a crazy story from like rags to riches. It's just unbelievable. This guy's story. Like Google him and find out more about him. Don't just think he's that guy with the weird defensive scheme. You know, <laughs> he's he's this he's a genius, right? Um, but yeah, uh, a quick conversation with him to close out this round of interviews. Um, I was very fortunate to speak to him, of course, and I hope that uh, he keeps coming back. I hope I, I hope that the Kings get better, and I hope that he keeps coming back. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I can't I can't wait to listen to this interview as well. So here's. Karan with Vivek on the TV. Hi Vivek, my name is Hi. Karan Mathok. We met in uh, yes, yes. in China. We did, when, and this is like back three or four years ago when you came there with the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. And the and I remember in the interview we did back then. Actually, with the Kings, I think. Might have been with the Kings yeah. even, yeah. But I remember in the interview we did, you, you had a, a plan that sounded super ambitious back then of bringing the team to India. And you're actually doing it. You're back in your hometown. You have Dubai town, and the Kings are here. Like, how, how did that make you feel when it was officially official? Well, it was uh, beyond my wildest dreams. Yeah, yeah. You know that I'm, I'm a Mumbaiker. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the land of my forefathers. This yeah. is the town where I was raised. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know, I left this country and showed up in America with literally fifty dollars in my pocket. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Able to actually bring the NBA team that I bought to play a real preseason game with another NBA team yeah, yeah. Uh, is I'm speechless it's beyond my wildest dreams now what is it about Mumbai that you feel would be a good good fit for the NBA culture Mumbai culture NBA culture what do you think it is about this city that's special yeah I think that what people will realize that no city in the world captures the essence of 21st century basketball the way that Mumbai does mm. So, Bombay is, is Bollywood, mm. you know, Bombay is fashion, Bombay is culture, Bombay is swagger, mm. you know, Bombay is a vibe. Yeah, yeah. And that's what NBA basketball is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more than a sport, it's a vibe. Now, you've played such an important role in this historic thing happening, the NBA first exhibition game taking place in Mumbai. What do you hope is the impact of this game in the future for not just the NBA in India but basketball in India too? Yeah, so first of all, it's not an exhibition game; it's an actual preseason oh, yeah, game that's a, yeah. and two of course, games. Yeah. Uh, and so, in my mind, you know, we've already made significant pro- yeah. progress uh, since I first came here with Adam Silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, we now have 10 million little boys and girls bouncing basketballs all over yeah, the yeah. country. Uh, we have an NBA academy. You know, we have clinics. And we had uh, NBA girls. Uh, our uh, WNBA girls working with NBA, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the NBA and with the local girls. Uh, so we had 150 million viewers last mm-hmm. year. Uh, so I expect that basketball will continue to grow you know, in popularity in, on the great subcontinent of India. You know, I fully expect that in the next 10 years, you know, we have one or more players coming out of the Indian yeah. uh, market that will make it to the NBA. You know, I expect that we'll have world-class arenas that. Uh, Become centers for basketball and also for art, yeah. and culture and music. Um, and I also expect that we will do a lot of good. You know, we're using this platform to, uh, to impact kids' lives uh, and, and really to give them a path uh, to the uh, 21st century. Uh, the first game that we're going to have, uh, we're going to have kids from 70s. Just the kids, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that's just the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Um, you gave Simbuller basically. The Kings gave Simbol an opportunity to become the first player of Indian origin to play in the NBA. 
and that was such a big moment for Desis everywhere, really, right? How far do you think the rest of the Indians are to catch up to that? Like, Indians from India, the academy is doing pretty well. Do you think an Indian could make the league very soon? I, I would be very surprised if in the next 10 years we didn't have multiple players from, uh, that make it all the way to the NBA. Thank you so much, Vivek. And any last word for the fans who are coming towards this game? What is it about the Kings that they should keep an eye on? What's yeah, we, we're the best show in sports. Uh, we have an athletic, you know, fast team and they're, they're like excitement. It's excitement in a bottle. So enjoy it. Go Kings, J-Ho. Thank you so much for your time, Vivek. Take care. Was something else, Karan. Um, the greatest show on, on in sports. I'm not 100 percent sure, but that was that was a really cool interview. Yeah, I mean, uh, he he's a positive, op- positive and optimistic guy, you know. Um, and the, and the team is fun to watch, which uh, definitely we saw. We saw. I mean, uh, did you watch the games? I saw. All detail, yeah. I saw like a long highlight clip of the first yeah, yeah. game, which went to overtime and everything, which seemed like quite. Uh, you couldn't have scripted it better, right? Like the first NBA preseason game in India, and it goes into overtime with a couple of like ridiculous shots. Um, Let me say the I I think it was the greatest preseason game of all time. Yeah. Anywhere, <laughs> any, anything, and it's uh, like let me set the scene up for you. It's crazy. It was mm-hmm. um, it was held in this arena packed with only the kids from the Reliance Foundation program. Wow. So only, so there were no there were no tickets sold for this first game mm-hmm. October fourth. Um, it was basically special guest media uh, and the kids. So uh, and all the kids got to see maybe like three thousand five hundred kids, something like that. So they were just going crazy, and it, it really brought a smile to my face because the kids were happy to see whoever was on court. They didn't care if like Ola Depot isn't playing or like you know the backup point guard is getting more minutes than De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. Like for them, it was like these are NBA players playing basketball in front of us. Let's let's lose our minds, you know. So they were cheering for everybody. The, it, the the atmosphere was like a playoff game, you know, and um, it, it was just insane. I think a lot of the players must have fed off the energy, and you you could you could see them like they were diving for the loose ball. They were trying extra hard, you know. The the starters played hard till the very end and in overtime, which is again like it. It's very unusual for preseason. I'm glad nobody got hurt because the the narrative would have been like player hurts himself making a dumb dive in a preseason game in India. You know, <laughs> yeah. so uh, glad that didn't happen. But it was just an incredible atmosphere. Amazing stuff. And what was the second game like? Obviously, I didn't know this about the games that uh, tickets were only sold for the second one. But I guess now it makes sense because all of my friends who sort of went to it, they all went to the yeah. second game, and I thought Talked that was a bit strange. Yeah. 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 So I'll get to that in a minute. Like so, before the game was the uh, pre-game press conference, mm-hmm. where with Adam Silver, Vivek Ranadive, and uh, Herb Simon, the owner of the Pacers. So this is a funny, like another funny sort of side story. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Mark Spears of the ESPN and Undefeated, I guess, the very famous basketball journalist. He was there, and um, he somehow found time with Larry Bird. Larry Bird is here at, at this event and he's just chilling courtside and Mark Spears sits next to him and starts talking to him so I was like oh cool if Mark Spears can do it then I'm going to go right after him and try to speak to Larry Bird yeah okay? I was like of course so I'm waiting there I'm waiting I'm waiting and Mark Spears is taking a long ass time <laughs> so <laughs> I take a photo of Mark and Larry talking mm-hmm. and then I post it and by the by the end of it took so long that we were running into the pre-game press conference time so I couldn't wait any longer mm-hmm. I left um, now I I introduced myself to Mark Spears a day earlier and just let him know, like, you know, I've read his work, blah, blah, blah. So he recognized my face. Mm-hmm. He came and sat next to me at, at this press conference and I showed him the photo of him talking to Larry Bird. And he was like, 
you will not believe it i got like 20 something minutes with larry bird he never talks to anyone this much wow. so even he even he was like <laughs> flushed with happiness at this like crazy thing um which was really cool so um now at this press conference um you know this is the press conference where adam silver announced that uh that that the nba might be bringing a league to india mm-hmm. in the future and vivek told the story of how he convinced um adam silver to bring these games to india in the first place and herb simon spoke about he respects doing business with india and all of that mm-hmm. and it was mostly a positive interview but uh, yours truly i think asked the one question that kind of made everyone a little bit tense it was a fantastic the, question by the way and the one question where where adam where like i was not happy with the answer adam silver looked at me glared with his eyes and was not happy with my answer or with my question i was actually put it that way is like who let this guy in <laughs> yeah no i asked him uh, you know we are very happy to be here for um, we are very happy you guys are here bringing nba to india but what about india's own basketball what's what's bfi up to are you guys working with them you know mm-hmm. and um, he changed the subject so <laughs> uh, not ideal not ideal yeah you you, you know I, i i we need to circle back to bfi at the end of the day it's about indian basketball yeah Uh, so uh, i guess let's let's uh, pause at that for a moment we'll talk about yeah. um, the we'll come back to the game so the second game obviously is when uh, everybody else is uh, yeah at at the event chance. yeah yeah so what was that game like so the, it was cool it was really cool to see so many fans all wearing different jerseys it felt like a lakers game because there were mostly lakers t-shirts and jerseys <laughs> at the event um But then when they introduced Luke Walton there were very few cheers and I was like you guys you you are recent fans. That was, that was my one. I was shaking my head in disappointment. <laughs> But there were really cool moments. Um so lots of celebrities were at this game, you know, uh, Indian celebrity Priyanka Chopra was there, Farhan Akhtar, um Ranveer Singh was there of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of people like associated with uh, Parineeti Chopra, she's kind of famous, she was there. So they were introducing players from both teams they were introducing jason williams they were introducing detlef shrimp and then they introduced larry bird and the whole arena got to its feet standing ovation for larry bird it was i got chills you know it was really cool to see that and right after larry bird they were going to introduce priyanka chopra <laughs> and they put her face on the screen before they actually show show her they put like a uh, photos of her from her movies on the screen yeah okay but people continue chanting larry 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 and it got so bad that they had they went back to larry bird <laughs> for yeah. another like 10 seconds of like ovation and then they came to priyanka chopra it, you know international movie star priyanka chopra and everyone was like cool okay you're also here it's nice so that made me very happy that is very amazing that is very amazing larry chidia obviously is <laughs> is definitely uh, the bigger star here and and that i was really happy to hear that as well um, now that's amazing and, stuff and, and and i would say the greatest uh, player to step foot on indian soil do you what, what, where do you think um, um between I mean, between him and dwight howard no <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah 100% 100% like yeah, i guess this can yeah. only be talked by if, like lebron or uh, or michael jordan sort of comes in uh, and and i would say that. I would say maybe maybe Magic or Shaq or yeah. Kareem or yeah. Duncan someone of this level Jordan of course um yeah so that was cool uh both games were won by the Pacers the first one was won in that like crazy overtime mm-hmm. uh second one the Pacers blew them out the Kings you know I, I, we didn't actually talk about the games itself the Kings look really good for a half they were dominating they're 63 points up in the first half of the first game mm-hmm. and then they just like succumbed and lost both games so it was kind of like they're still a team in need of maturation yeah 
Whereas the Pacers, dude, like I must say, it, it was they're obviously playing without their one all-star media. Mm-hmm. And they were getting up, cheering at every small thing at this preseason game. And they really felt like the team chemistry was high here. Malcolm Brogdon looks good. TJ Warren is the new guy, looks good. Uh, Sabonis, of course, Miles Turner. So, the, they, I mean, the East is kind of weak after the top two, I guess. So, they could make some noise up there. Yeah, yeah. It's anybody's game in the East after those two. So, um, yeah, definitely see Indiana doing it. Especially, I don't know what the timelines are for Oladipo to sort of come back. But if they can set themselves up for like excellent stuff. Karen. So, obviously, um, lots of things to, that we spoke about over the course of the last uh, last few minutes completely rounding up, I guess, the NBA India news. But there's one thing that I want to get your sort of thoughts and opinions on, and I know you have lots on your mind. Um, and, and I know you said you were sort of like disappointed with Adam Silver's response to your question. Uh, and I, I was curious to know what you thought of this whole situation where he kind of said something and walked it back and then said something else to please different sorts of people about this. Any of our listeners who probably, if, if at all, they're not aware of the situation so far. I think people who listen to this podcast must be aware. Should right? be. Like this Should is, be. Yeah. It's quite, it's fascinating to me. I, I don't really know, you know, an absolute, uh, my personal absolute sort of answer to this yet. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, you guys know Daryl Mori made this pro Hong Kong tweet and deleted it immediately. One tweet that's been deleted and it's causing this international firestorm that China is super angry at the NBA, is Mori's job on the line. Adam Silver gave this like half-assed response at first, then gave like a proper response. James Harden immediately apologized to China. Um, Steve Kerr is being called out for not having an opinion. Uh, Everyone who's saying something or not saying something is like in trouble apparently. Then uh, the NBA actually played two games in China while all this was happening. That was held in a complete weird media blackout. You know, this whole time we talked about all the media access I had in mm-hmm. Mumbai, right? Can you imagine now all of that but nothing, no media access, just the games. Which is so so weird too. Very strange. Very strange, but it's China, so it, it's possible. <laughs> and then, you know, all of, like Nike has stake in making sure LeBron doesn't say anything dumb about the Chinese. And then ESPN and Disney have stake in making sure the ESPN people don't tweet anything anti-China. So it's like... It's very fast. I don't know, like, what's been your reaction so far to this whole, like, ongoing ongoing thing? Uh, look, I, I'm not surprised with anything that's happened, I suppose. Like, it hasn't, has been a long time since we've had this sort of a controversy where um, a, a supposedly sort of, like, progressive organization is faced with a scenario where, like, they have to protect their commercial interests ahead yeah. of what they stand for, which is... It's very strange. Like I don't know what to do myself if if I had such a I guess responsibility or situation thrown at me. So uh, I, I'm just trying to take it all in, see like I guess what matters to different people. I'm not surprised at the fact that you know guys like the Houston Rockets owner Tillman Fertitta and stuff like that is uh, outright saying that you know distancing himself from Daryl yeah. Morey's tweets and stuff like that. That guy's. He, he just sounds like a really bad person, and <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not surprised that's his like default take. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was very very surprised about how I, I guess I I thought Adam Silver would have his second response as his first response. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I guess the pressure of like that much uh, commercial interest 
coming from China sort of got to him and and other NBA stakeholders. So, um, it was, yeah, it's all it's all very funny. Like I I still don't know where this is going to go. Like, um, I always keep asking myself like, does does the NBA need China more or does China need the NBA more? Uh, you would think you would think the China needs the NBA more because like there's it's one of the most passionate fan bases in in the world and. What are they going to do if they don't have like access to NBA stuff? Uh, yeah, it's it, it's really strange. But at the same time, the NBA gets so much revenue from there. It could have like material impacts on things like um, things like salary cap and eventually like I guess like player deals and stuff like that. So it's just really really strange. And yeah, I just realized that we we live in a pretty fucked up world. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> we do. Well, and that's so. It's. You know what's interesting is that I think a lot of the it, first of all I think it's unfair for us to even expect NBA players right. slash GMs and everyone to to have an opinion about this because this is not their country. Yeah. You know, like yes, like I have I have lived in China and I have like studied it and I like know a little bit more. But but from even the Hong Kong thing is still not fully clear to me. It is blurry. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, now I I do support. The, the Hong Kong protest, but at the same time, like I know it's not black and white, you know. Yeah. yeah. Now, you can't ha- expect that much nuance from NBA players who are rightfully outspoken about stuff that happens in their own community because they're Americans. They vote in America. Yeah. They care about. They care about on a day-to-day they basis. Yeah. It, 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 they are communities they grew up in, so of course they're going to have. Of course, Steve Kerr, for example, will have a stronger opinion on gun violence in America than on like human rights in China, even though human rights in China is a big issue. So. Yeah. Yeah, I find it very funny that like um, th- th- this this thing managed to anger both the left and the right in America. They're both angry at the NBA, which is really <laughs> funny. Um, and I think this um, this situation would be uh, the, 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 I think this is only going to get bigger in terms of a lot more companies are from America or elsewhere are are going to are waiting to see how the NBA works this out. Because it's not just China. Working with any international market mm-hmm. has its questions, and people will be asked those questions. Um, a few days earlier, somebody waved a Catalan flag at a Warriors game, and that briefly became a story that, like, oh, why is the NBA allowing a Catalan flag? You know, mm-hmm. now, and I was wondering what would happen if somebody had has uh, during the games in India, Vivek Nandivey briefly mentioned he had met a prime minister and to, spoken to him about infrastructure in India. Now, if I would, I wonder what would happen if someone asked him about uh, Modi and what he's done in Kashmir and all the human rights violations in India. Now, of course, that is that's not as big a, as an issue for Americans as China is. But if you know, NBA does care about the India money a little bit too, and would they then straight up anger most of the Indians who are already angry all the time, anyways, or or would they just pedal back and say, "Oh no, Modi's great," and basically we are also his bucks, you know? So it's. This China situation is very fascinating to me to see how the NBA deals with other situations in the future, especially because this is so big too. You know, a loss of the China market, for as you said very rightly, so is going to affect both sides really badly. Yeah, uh, no, it's, it's it's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out. Uh, and you're absolutely right. Like I, I also thought about a parallel situation where I guess like if we had. We had like justice for Kashmir posters or stuff like that on uh, during during the game. Uh, what would the reaction to something like that have been? Like I guess um, K 
can only you can only wonder about that uh, while this goes on. Um, and I would say a, like a close um, a parallel to that is what the Ines Cantor Turkey thing. Yeah, because he uh, he of course uh, Cantor is an outspoken uh, uh, supporter of a, a Turkish like separatist or a Turkish like uh, rebel really mm-hmm. against Erdogan, right? Mm-hmm. And his whole family has been like, you know, uh, separated from him, and, and the NBA has given Cantor its full on support. So, you know. They do do it when when they need to. So the China thing is interesting, you know. Yeah. Uh, so another interesting wrinkle to all this is that Jeremy Lin is playing in Beijing this season. That's true. And yeah. He, and Lin is, uh, you know, children of of Taiwanese Americans. He has he is for for all his career stayed very very neutral and not offended anyone. Mm-hmm. He's you know, he he just talks about Jesus a lot. But he will be asked this question in China, and you know his response. People in Taiwan and Hong Kong will be listening too. So it's th- this is going to go on, man. There's a lot here in this story. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's bring it all back to to India and NBA, obviously, uh, to to round off this episode, Karan. Um, I guess like if if you had to talk about your favorite thing from this entire week where you spent in Bombay and witnessed this event, uh, what what do you think that is, and what do you think is I guess will we, will we see more of more of this again? Will we see it next year? Will we see in, in in the near future? And what do you think this holds for? I guess the future of Indian basketball. Ah, <sighs> favorite thing. I mean, so <laughs> many man. Like just hanging out with Vanya was fun. Uh, I would say uh, hearing the Indian national anthem sung before an NBA game. Yeah, that like, must have been amazing. Yeah, sent chills on my my spine. It was so cool. Like you know, we all stood up, Jan Gunman at at an NBA game. You know. And twice, or both games. So that was really cool. And of course, the Larry Bird moment was really cool. <laughs> but in general, I would say like, um, I, I guess like the, the the first game with the kids, it really, f- I, I'll repeat it, like it really f- left like a warm feeling because it reminded me of how I became an NBA fan. It was a very pure thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't going after, you know, any specific storylines. I just liked the, like I was awestruck by these athletes, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's how these kids were. They were just awestruck by these players and and by the by the dunks and by the passes and by the defense, all of that, you know. So that was that was really cool to see because the NBA has given these kids like they get to see an NBA game for the first time, you know. Like that's for many of them, they they barely known the NBA for like a few years, and here they are in front of a game. So they're gonna be fans for life, you know. So that was really cool, and uh, I really hope that they have this game. Every year, or not this specific game, but some NBA games every year in India, and um, it it was great to see that we put on a good show all over Mumbai. They had posters of the NBA India games. It was it it was very well done in terms of promotion and actual production. So uh, I hope the NBA was as happy with it as like we were watching it and covering it. Amazing stuff! Amazing stuff! Uh, excellent, Karan. I, I I can't agree with you more. I hope that this is more of a recurring appearance. Um, it's a massive country with a rapidly growing basketball fanfare, um, and yeah, bring it to more cities, bring it to, bring more teams here, and we'll we'll lap it up absolutely. Um, and with that note, I think it's time to um, to end this episode. Thanks as always to all of our listeners for tuning in to us. This is probably one of the one of one of the best episodes of Hoop Session uh, to put it all together. Uh, you'll never hear nine different people on the same thing again. Let's, <laughs> let's just say that. Uh, and if you want to get in touch with 
Karan or myself. Uh, Karan is at Hoopistani at Karan Madhok on, on Twitter. I'm at underscore Kaushik7. The podcast is at Hoop Darshan. We're available on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, lots of different places. So hit us up however you can. And if you have any thoughts, questions, send them our way. And thanks once again for listening to us. And until next time, hashtag India Basketball.